Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Happy New Year and welcome to 2023. Episode 335 is a telling of who I am and why I got into the recruiting education business, Recruit Me, and why you should listen to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast and check out Recruit Me. If you are a new listener, then this is a good way to get to know about those three things. If you are a frequent listener, then this episode is a refresher and hopefully you get a few new pointers for the new year. Listen in next week as I go back into the inside looks at the NCA, NAIA, and NJCA websites. Next week will be the eighth topic in this series, and the topic will be National Letter of Intent, or NLI. So let's start with the basics. My name is Brent Hanks. I live in Ozark, Missouri, which is in southwest Missouri. I have basically lived in Ozark all my life, graduating high school in 1985, and graduating college at Southwest Missouri State, which is now Missouri State University, in 1989. And I worked in the family car business from 1987 to 2016. Ozark is just a little south of Springfield, Missouri, and north of Branson, Missouri, which is a touristy lake town. I played baseball and basketball in high school, and I graduated with 125 students in my class. Ozark now has 450 students per class, and when I played, Ozark was a 3A level school when Missouri had four classes. Now Missouri has six classes of schools, and Ozark competes in the 6A class level. So Ozark sports have been competitive for years, and they now compete at the highest level in the state. When I was in high school, I was a 6-foot, 145-pound athlete with a love for basketball and baseball. Our teams were successful, and I started as a guard on the basketball team for two years and as a shortstop and a pitcher for two years, getting some varsity action as a sophomore. Our baseball team won a lot of games, won the conference one year, and I was the second team all-conference shortstop my senior year. For basketball, we won 25 games, the conference and the district championship, and got second in the state finals, losing by six points in the championship game to a team from St. Louis. That was my junior year of high school. My senior year, we struggled in the conference, but got hot and won our district tournament and won the next game to put us one win away from going to the Final Four again. We lost by a point on a last-second shot in overtime. I was named a second-team all-conference guard my senior year. I wanted to play in college, but didn't have any college coaches calling, and I didn't know how to get any attention. I started college at then Southwest Missouri State University, now Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri. I decided to live at home, which is 20 minutes away, and study to be a teacher and a coach and get a degree in secondary education. I did go to the Bears baseball walk-on tryout and had a good two days, both in fielding and hitting, but they actually only took one player out of the 50 that tried out. A few weeks into classes, a family friend and neighbor got a message to my parents. The neighbor worked with the wife of one of the assistant basketball coaches for the men's basketball team at the university. The Bears coach was inquiring if I wanted to be a manager for the team. The current manager was a senior and needed a replacement the next year. So I met with the coaches and the main manager on campus, and it sounded like a good fit. Luckily, I knew most of the coaches from the past basketball camps, and my college class schedule ended up working so I could be at the practices. As fall workouts bled into real practices, I not only set up the shot clocks, got the players' practice gear and towels washed and handed out, 
but I got to rebound for players, pass the players, and play dummy defense and drills. On my own, I would then stay and shoot or play pickup basketball games at the university's courts. I also got to earn some money for washing football and baseball gear along with basketball gear. As games started, I got to video some of the games and the other games I would be at the end of the bench, making sure players had towels and water. I also helped to help the visiting team shoot arounds and pregame locker room needs. Over the Thanksgiving break of my freshman year, I got to go to Hawaii for a holiday tournament. Right before Christmas, the head coach, Coach Charlie Spoonhour, told me to prepare to start practicing with the team a little more. So for the next three and a half years, I got to practice every day with the team. My freshman year, the Bears had a great year and made the NIT tournament. It was the school's first Division I postgame appearance. The Bears had only been Division I for five years. For that year and the next years, I impersonated opponents' guards like Kansas's Mark Turgeon, Northern Iowa's Nick Nurse, and I guarded our own Winston Garland, the Bears' leading scorer, and now the father of NBA Cleveland Cavaliers guard Darius Garland. Winston went on to play in the NBA for nine years. Also, for two years we had a junior varsity team, and I got to be the point guard as we played other JV teams and some junior colleges. We even played at Allen Fieldhouse at Kansas University against their JV team. Then we stayed and watched the Jayhawks take on Norm Stewart's Missouri Tigers. The Bears' main team proceeded to make the NCAA March Madness Tournament for the first time my sophomore year. They beat Clemson and Horace Grant in Atlanta and lost to Kansas and Danny Manning and the Jayhawks in the second round. The next year, the Bears lost to UNLV at Poly Pavilion on the UCLA campus. And my senior year, we lost to the national championship runner-up, Seton Hall, at the McHale Center at the University of Arizona. For my four years with the team, Coach Spoonhour honored me by letting me move from stats and towels on the bench to putting on a uniform and actually being a player for the NCAA tournament game. When I left, and I still am, the winningest basketball manager in Missouri State history. Not only did I get to play, so to speak, Division I basketball, but I got to learn from great coaches, playing with great players, traveling with the team, meeting boosters and fans, and seeing inside a college basketball system. Every summer of college, I worked at our family Chevrolet dealership in Ozark. My dad bought the business my senior year of high school in 1985. I started selling cars my sophomore year of college. I graduated college in December of 1989 and coached girls basketball at Ozark for one year and then boys JV basketball at Branson High School one year. Then I decided to stay in the car business. As my car selling career got off the ground, I had had a lot of success selling to people I met in college. Now, I didn't get married until 1997, and Lori had Parker in 1999 and Sutton in 2003. I scratched my coaching itch by coaching both of the boys in basketball, football, and baseball up until they reached junior high. So, that's my background. As for Parker, my older son, as he got into his sophomore year of high school and summer baseball, we started to realize that he had enough skills and want to to play college baseball. So I leaned on my past college experience, my automotive marketing skills, to start getting Parker to send emails to college coaches. Parker got his first offer after doing an official visit to Lubbock Christian University, a Division II school and baseball program in Lubbock, Texas. On the 12-hour drive back from Lubbock, Parker and I figured out what level of play he could play in college, and we talked about parameters that he wanted for college. He was just starting his junior year of high school, and his initial parameters were a college within three to four hours, a high academic college, and a college that has fun sports atmospheres like good football and basketball programs, and then a program that he could play at by his sophomore year. 
Parker made a list of 15 or so colleges and we scripted an introductory email along with stats and video. Parker had some colleges interested in him after he was the conference pitcher of the year with an 8-0 record and a .86 ERA and a 33 ACT score. WashU or Washington University in St. Louis, a Division III, Drury University, a Division II in Springfield, University of Arkansas, Missouri State, and Kansas were all showing interest in Parker. Then Parker attended a showcase in South Chicago with some Missouri All-Stars. Parker decided to expand his contact range of colleges and sent emails to Iowa, Illinois, Purdue, Indiana, and Northwestern. The Northwestern coach contacted Parker back and made arrangements with some of the showcase coaches to watch Parker pitch on Thursday of the showcase. Coach Reynolds, the Wildcats pitching coach, came to watch. Parker pitched three innings and pitched very well. Coach Reynolds left a message for Parker to call him after the second game of the showcase was over. Parker called him as we drove back to the hotel, and Coach Reynolds asked if we could visit the campus the next morning. We visited for four hours and talked to the coaches and toured the campus and the baseball facilities. Coach Reynolds told Parker that they were down to two left-handed pitchers for this recruiting class, and they would contact Parker next Wednesday. On the next Wednesday, Coach Reynolds called Parker and offered him a spot on the team as a preferred walk-on, which means a guaranteed spot but no athletic scholarship money. We talked as a family and agreed that Northwestern was a great fit, and Parker accepted the offer. Parker lined up the National Letter of Intent signing at the first available date set by the NCAA. Parker had changed his parameters a little to go farther away from home, but Northwestern met the majority of his wants and needs. The day that Parker signed his National Letter of Intent is the day I decided to get into the recruiting education business. I felt our experience of Parker's recruitment had taught us a lot. A lot about what we didn't know and a lot about what we learned throughout the process. I felt there were many questions that recruits families ask and I could help answer those questions on the how to start, the when to start, and how to get recruited. On top of that, I had time. Our family sold the car dealership in April of 2016. So with some research, I wanted to provide seminars to help high school student athletes and their families. As I did research, I found John Fugler and Recruit-Me.com, along with this podcast, the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I really liked John's story, and his established system was very similar to what I was developing, and was very similar to how I got into the recruiting education game. I contacted John and eventually was a guest on episode 151 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I stayed in touch with John, and right before COVID hit, in June of 2020, John asked me if I would want to purchase Recruit Me from him because he wanted to retire and concentrate on his faith-based podcast and book writings. I proudly became the owner and CEO of Recruit Me and the podcast host of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The goal of Recruit Me is to provide as many free and inexpensive recruiting education resources as possible to help save the high school student-athlete and his or her family money, time, and stress or anxiety. As I've continued Recruit Me, our family navigated through our second recruiting journey for my younger son, Sutton. Sutton's recruitment was totally different than Parker's. Sutton is a very fast outfielder. He runs a 6'5", 60-yard dash. He really didn't fall in love with baseball or figure out his talents until his summer after his junior year of high school. He played summer baseball with Marucci Midwest the season after COVID canceled his high school season. Luckily, in Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas, they didn't cancel very many summer games. Sutton proved he could play. Then his high school junior year, his high school got a new coach, and the senior class was large and talented, and Sutton didn't play summer ball for Ozark's summer team. 
Sutton played mainly JV his junior year. He pinch ran in many varsity games and got one varsity at bat and zero innings in the outfield. About a fourth of the way through his summer season, Sutton got hot and batted and fielded his way to a great summer. With videos and a batting average of 420, Sutton and I made a list of parameters and started a college list and developed his Recruit Me introductory email, his player profile, and recruiting questionnaire. Through Sutton's emails, he attended a prospect camp and got an offer from an NCAA Division II college. And then he got another offer from an NAIA college in Missouri. Then, after Sutton met with his summer club coaches and showed them his college list, the coaches helped us both cross off and add some colleges to the list. After we researched the new schools, a visit to Columbia College, an NAIA school in Columbia, Missouri, was arranged. We really liked the coaches, the campus, and the classes were a good fit, and the level of play and the fit with the team was also a good fit. After analyzing the three schools, Sutton liked Columbia College the best, even though the other two would have been good choices too. Sutton contacted the other two schools before announcing his verbal commitment to Columbia College. This was done in October of his senior year of high school. Sutton signed his national letter of intent in November of his senior year, and his college coach, Coach Munns, was able to make the two-hour drive to be there. Sutton entered his freshman year in the fall and promptly dove for a fly ball an hour and a half into his first practice and broke his left collarbone. So here we are now with Sutton home for Christmas, and we are anxiously waiting for practice to start and his games to start the first weekend of February. Sutton's hope is to earn opportunities to pinch run his freshman year and maybe get in some few games or innings in the outfield and a few at-bats. So with some years of research and recruiting education experience, two sons going through the recruiting process, and over a hundred podcasts under my belt, a son that has completed his four years of competition, and the opportunities to interview college coaches, college student-athletes, and families of college athletes, I get to provide you with insightful recruiting topics that can and will save you, like I said earlier, money, time, and anxiety. Recruit Me provides you with the Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the free Recruiting Power Pack, the free Recruit Me Monthly Newsletter, the College Parameters Worksheet, and the School List Startup Worksheet. For just a little cost, you can get the Athletic Scholarship Playbook and the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Planner and Journal, both written by John Fugler, and the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. Right now, the Recruit Me 3.0 is available by emailing me at brent at recruit-me.com for only $49, and you get the Recruit Me 3.0 manual and workbook sent to you to download and keep. Both of these are in PDF form. When I switched my recruit-me.com website, I lost access to the full system, but the main ingredients of the Recruit Me 3.0 system is the manual with the seven steps to an athletic scholarship, the 10 myths about recruiting, and much, much more. The Recruit Me 3.0 workbook has templates that help navigate all these steps. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Recruit Me family. Please contact me if you have any questions about recruiting or if you have a topic for me to cover in one of these podcasts. Please like and subscribe to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app or go to recruit-me.com. Join me next week for another 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast.